Welcome, everyone, to the Food, Farms, and Chefs radio show with restaurant industry author Kevin Wilson, highly acclaimed chef Gene Blum, and food photojournalist Amaris Pollock. Join them as they interview the biggest names in the restaurant industry, tell you about the latest food trends, and give you recipes and cooking tips, too. So let's get the show started. Welcome to our listeners around the world via the podcast. Our listeners on our FM station in New York and our listeners on our two Philadelphia radio stations. It's Tuesday evening drive time for you. We have a fabulous show for you today with Rocco Galelli, who is from Innovative Catering Concepts. And then we have Tim Witcher from The Wing Kitchen. And finally, we have Bill McHugh and Glenn Ockenhouse from Bucks County Brewery for our Super Bowl special on Food Farms and Chefs. Chef Gene, take it away. So at this time, it's a great honor to introduce a friend of the show and, you know, a caterer and event professional to the nth degree, Rocco Galelli, the principal of Innovative Catering Concepts, along with his wife, Maria. Rocco is actually calling in from uh, Los Angeles, California, where he is on site as the caterer to the media and NFL films. Rocco, welcome to Food Farms and Chefs, or welcome back, I should say. Thanks, Gene. It's great to be back again on uh, food, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, food Farms and Chefs. Um, you know, being a part of this company is always a pleasure. Um, so thank you for having me again, and thank you for uh, featuring us today. So, Rocco, you know, for people who don't know, I'm going to give them the quick little thing. I believe this is your sixth Super Bowl that you've been on site for as a major player in the catering industry, as well as the Field of Dreams uh, game last fall, the NBA All-Star game. You were the caterer to the Pope here in Philadelphia, and then other little things like backstage at Made in America. So your credentials are uh, pretty established, I would say. Um Thanks, Gene. We um, we appreciate it. I mean, I'm blessed with a great resume and, um, you know, the wheelhouse that we're able to handle and the stuff that we've been able to do. We're very, very, very blessed. And, uh, you know, thank God. I mean, I consider us still a glorified mom and pop, but I'm 3,000 miles away from home right now catering the largest event in the world. So, um, Absolutely. And, and, you know, this year you have picked up a little bit of an expanded role. You've always been, you know, for the last six years, seven years, actually, been as, you know, involved with the Super Bowl, building a compound and feeding hundreds of people a meal, three meals a day. But this year you have a second location and you're on site doing the same for the NFL Honors, which actually kicks off Thursday night. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that came about. Um, a couple months ago, I got a call from my contact at NFL Films, and they said, hey, we have a contact over at NFL Honors that wants to consider catering. They heard um, that the uh, quality and or success of the catering that we have in our compounds, and they're considering um, joining. Uh, are you okay with that? And I'm like, we cook for 10, we'll cook for 10,000. The kitchen's still the same size. So... Um, we went back and forth for a little bit, and it's just worked out that we have a distribution set up on one side of the 
uh, compound here that's about maybe solid hundred yards away uh, through two uh, through two golf cart gates and uh, three different security levels, and then we have our big setup that's over in the NFL broadcasting compound where we have our uh, production and our uh, service. So we have two service locations and one production location. Wonderful. Congratulations on that. And I'm sure that's going to lead to many other opportunities down the road. You know, you're there for 14 days or somewhere around there and you're doing meals, three meals a day for this whole situation. But you really start way back in September, October with that. You know, tell us a little bit about what it takes to get set up and, and really to get the logistics for this event. Well, uh, we actually started looking already for next year in Arizona for um, lodging because, you'll, as everyone understands, during the Super Bowl, um, there's some price gouging. So we're already looking at some uh, opportunity over in um, opportunity over in um, Arizona to see if we can get an Airbnb or to uh, get something because I bring out about 20 people and starting back in September, you know, I'll fly out and do my pre-con. I have to identify my propane vendor. I have to identify uh, whether it's going to be a U.S. food house or if we're going to another uh, warehouse distribution company for food. I have to identify which is probably the most important identification we have to do is our ice cream vendor, because you have no idea how much novelty ice cream carries through this, uh, through this event. They're like little kids and they love it when the Mr. Softy guy comes down the street. So, uh, but we identify that our ice supplier, our refrigeration supplier, our water supplier. So we do all that research starting in September. And then I have to give a, um, a list of uh, my workers in like October so we can do background checks because this is the largest event and obviously security is crazy. So we have to uh, make sure that that happens. So. Well, you know, out there you do a lot of, of wonderful creative menus and trying to keep it fresh and exciting for people. And you just came through one of my favorites, uh, you know, your Philly day where you spend the day uh, kind of introducing people to Philadelphia foods and foods that, you know, you grew up in and, and, you know, as a resident of South Philadelphia, tell us a little bit about what was out there on Philly day this year and how you taught LA what, you know, real Philadelphia food is. Oh, it's funny, Gene, we were serving um, broccoli Rob or broccolini as a lot of people know it out here, or I should say, don't know it out here. So well, we served it as a side item uh, to go with our roast pork and our roasted peppers and the sharp provolone. And a guy comes up to me, he goes, I got to tell you, buddy, that broccoli was bad. It was so bitter. <laughs> it broccolini, and that's what it's designed to be. But um, one of our favorites every year, everybody knows of a Philly cheese. And when people find out, and I call it a Philly cheese, it's because that's what they call it out here. We know it's a cheesesteak, but people don't understand it. And we try to get them to order it as if they would order it at Pat's or Gino's or Jim's, where you make them order it with a whiz wit or without. And they're like, well, what, what does that mean? I'm like, with onions, without onions. And they're like, oh. So they think that they know. And they're like, well, where's the peppers and mushrooms? And we're like, listen, traditional cheesesteak does not come with peppers and onions. Or Thank you. 
<laughs> this has been I, an ongoing argument online, too. <laughs> so we've introduced this year, we always do our Philly menu, and we try to do it a day that it's not super crazy, but it's a day that a lot of people enjoy. And we'll do straight across the board. I'll serve it with sausage with Maglio sausage and peppers. I literally bring out hundreds of pounds of sausage, ship it wherever I am. So obviously it's the furthest I've shipped it. We'll do roast pork. Uh, we'll cook it our style, Italian style, with all the different seasonings and the garlic and everything. Slice it down. We'll do a chicken cutlet. We'll do chicken cutlet farm sandwiches. And then we'll do, obviously, the cheesesteak. And everybody can – it's amazing because you can buy cheesesteak anywhere in the country pretty much. But not everybody knows how to chop it down, how to slice it, how to caramelize an onion, cook with it, use the whiz to get it on there, use an American or a provolone. And um, we'll take out part baked bread from Lysio's or we'll get local bread. Um, if it meets the standards, we call it like the, uh, we usually call it the crustiness test to see if it'll make a good sandwich. And then uh, with the part bake, we'll, uh, we'll serve it as if they, they just got it, wrap it up, send it out. And people were freaking out this year. I know you had posted on your site um, <clears throat> a couple different uh, pictures of what we prepared. Uh, I think we even served some meatballs this year on Philly Day. And they loved it. They absolutely loved it. It's probably because it's not healthy food for once. So this year, you know, obviously you've become an expert at COVID compliance and understanding what, you know, pro sports are looking for after last year and then the NBA All-Star Game and Field of Dreams. Uh, so in 2022, you know, a little harder is it the same as it was last year and what kind of issues with supply chain are you hitting well as far as covid compliance this is my fourth solid co major covid compliant um event that we're serving uh so what does that mean that means that nothing could be um grabbed or served unless it's individually wrapped so we've recreated a uh, an entire grab-and-go hot and cold displays as if you're going through um, almost like a rest area where even the drinks have to be, the, the refrigerators have to be so far apart so that if two people are going in the same refrigerator or going in the refrigerator, they're six feet apart. And there has to be sanitation wherever you walk in, in the hand wash station and masks and anything that if you're not actively eating or drinking, you have masks on. And then everything has to be ready to be grabbed or utensils to be able to grab it and put in a vessel so that it's not touched with the human hand and that the tent that you're serving out of has to have adequate airflow and an ad adequate return air and then you know coming in and as far as supply chain is concerned moving right into that there's things you just can't find as far as like plastic i am i can't find out here i've been to three stores and can't find a box to put a box lunch in um it's just they don't have it they don't have it. so we're putting them in paper bags because god forbid you use a plastic bag in california or god forbid you go anywhere without a uh, uh a mask in california right now i'm getting dirty looks because i'm in the middle of a compound trying to talk to you without my mask on yeah with a with a wonderful backdrop of a stadium i see as well so yeah. uh, a nice view there very nice yeah. view a beautiful day today it started out i know i don't i'm going to rub it in a little bit because my low today was 46 which i think is your high and then it's going up 10 degrees every hour since six o'clock so right now you know we are pretty much uh, in the mid 70s and uh 
at night it's cold. So I'm literally putting the jacket on when I leave the house and I'm dying sweating by the time we get in the service. So, well, it's all right, Rocco, when you fly back, so you just have to bring year, that back going out there. You know, you have a, a little bit of a new culinary team with some new blood in there. You have had chef Nate work with you for many years in the past. He's uh, since moved on in the world. Uh, you know, how, how is that experience for the newbies? The, uh, the first week is an easy week. Um, when I say easy is that once you get the kitchen set up and once the deliveries come in and production starts as far as prep is concerned, it's good. The uh, chaos that comes around is the actual packaging because normally you have production and you put it out on the line for service. But in COVID compliance serving, you have a whole in-between uh, chaotic uh, assembly that we need to make sure that the um, we need to make sure that, that the integrity of the product stays good when we're putting it out on heat boxes and the, the vessels that we're serving it in holds the product, keeps it cold, keeps it warm, keeps it moist, keeps it dry, whatever it is. So with the, um, the I should say the inexperience of some of my culinary team, not in culinary, but in this service, uh, it's a little eye-opening. Today was uh, an eye-opening experience because this is the first day of uh, the lockdown of the compound. So a lot of the people on the compound um, are, you know, first time in. So it's uh, putting us back a bit. So normally if we have, um, if we normally have uh, an hour and a half for service or setup, it's an hour. Or normally if we have, you know, a little bit more time, but it's good. They're, they're actually responding great. I can't be happier about the team, how they're putting it together. And uh, I went a little heavy with uh, labor this year just to make sure that uh, if anybody decided that it wasn't for them or they needed to be sent home, I wouldn't be caught uh, shorthanded. So tell all our listeners and everybody out there how they can bring innovative catering concepts, the expertise in events and festivals and food trucks and everything you do um, how they could bring that to their event and where they can find you and how they can reach out and get more information, not only about your local stuff here in Philadelphia, but doing events all through the nation. Well, the simplest part and it has the, the most information is probably our website, which is www.iccatering.com. And that shows our mobile fleet. Uh, we have a mobile fleet that can facilitate any type of corporate or festival. Uh, we're up to, I think it's seven food trucks of the Philly Eats brand. Or as far as our uh, on location and or crew, crew catering services, um, as far as logistics and everything else is concerned, we feel that we've operated pretty much in all the different parts of the country from the uh, west to north, northeast to the uh, southeast. Um, We've uh, accomplished it in almost every market. So we, we seem to uh, have, have a good network and relationships and people that we've met and, and uh, kept in touch with over the years. So it would be great to work with anyone or anything and, and an opportunity to bring great crew catering or a food truck to their, uh, to their event. Well, congratulations, obviously, on expanded service out there. I know Thursday is going to be very exciting for you being at the NFL honors and then obviously Sunday being part of another Super Bowl and all the work that goes into that. And for all our listeners, um, if you stay tuned, Rocco is going to be doing on Sunday with us a special uh, 
YouTube video from the site talking a little bit about what's going on out there, what that day was like, you know, some pictures of various things. And uh, we will be putting that up on media during the week after the game. Rocco, congratulations again. Thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. Give our best to your team. I believe you have uh, Mark and little Mark. I know Don's out there. So give my best to everybody. And always a pleasure to talk to you. Give your wife a hug and we will talk to you very soon. Well, we appreciate the opportunity. It's always a pleasure to be on the show. And I look forward to following up with you guys on Sunday. Hopefully the chaos will be uh, manageable and uh, we'll see where we are. And uh, you'll get to see what it's like out here during the game. It's a 3.30 kickoff for us out here. So uh, it's pretty interesting waking up at four in the morning or two in the morning and by because we're used to being up at five at home. So it's pretty fun. Absolutely. Well, you know, we, we've done many a, a late night so we can relate again. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Good luck on the rest of your week. Good luck on Thursday. Thanks guys. I appreciate it very much. It's an honor, a pleasure. And I'll talk to you soon. Take Be care. Good. Thank you. Bye. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. To become a sponsor of our show and have your business or event promoted on every single podcast platform, two Philadelphia radio stations on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. evening drive time, an FM station in New York, and to the millions of Facebook users worldwide with access to the Facebook mobile app. Send us an email to either foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com or diningonadime at yahoo.com. And we're back! Amorous Pollock, introduce us to your fabulous guests. Hi, everyone. To our listeners around the world, I want to introduce you to friend of the show, Tim Witcher. He is a celebrity chef, and he owns the Wing Kitchen. So, Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, I love food farms and chefs, baby, all day. I love it. <laughs> and you know what? I, I feel so bad because I still have yet to go. You know, it's just the next time that, like, when, when I actually go, you're just going to smother me in, in some of those wings. Um. Tell you, you better be hungry. Come with your big appetite. I you love you up with chicken as much as I possibly can and uh, roll you out and you'll be good to go. <laughs> so, you know, your your locations, um, obviously, they're kind of geared towards, you know, party, like easy, quick and easy, like handheld foods, you know. <laughs> so I was wondering, you know, with the Super Bowl coming up, um, how much prep do you have, you know, that that going into it? Uh, it's unbelievable. Um, so the Super Bowl for the country is the Super Bowl for the wing kitchen. Um, it's our busiest day of the year. Um, it's it's nuts. So we'll be prepping up a little more than a thousand pounds of wings. Um, and um, every last pound will be sold. Um, thank God. But uh, it's a lot of prep. You know, it's one thing when you're just opening bottles of sauces and pouring them in somewhere. But since we do all our sauces fresh, you know, there's pounds of jalapenos to be sliced and pounds of garlic to be, um, you know, grinded up and, you know, basil to be picked and all that kind of good stuff. So uh, we take a lot of pride in our, our sauce design. So we don't do blue cheese or ranch. No matter how angry you are, you don't do it. Because um, you want to enjoy the experience. But, yeah, it's a lot of prep. Um, but it's good, though. When you're done... After that, that Super Bowl night by, you know, 8 o'clock, it's like a decompression. We're like, all right, whew, we made it. We're out, um, you know, but it's a great feeling, though. 
I'm sure it is. Uh, now, what out of all of the wings that you that you create, which ones are your most popular? Um, you know, how how much pre-ordering do people do when, you know, they're getting ready for the big game, even just like on a regular weekend during playoffs? So a regular weekend during playoffs um, is pretty much you can order when you want to order and pick up when you want to pick up. And uh, we have a great system there uh, to be able to pump out food pretty fast. Now, that being said, for Super Bowl now, you have to pre-order. There's no um, Sunday orders we don't take on Super Bowl, which we had, that was a lesson I'll tell you about a little later on. Um, and also that, you have to pick your time slot you want to pick up. So we're trying to do like 25 orders um, every 30 minutes. But it's uh, it gets crazy, though. So depending on what time you want to pick up, we have time slots and pre-orders that you have to pick your time slot to pick up all this stuff. Now, you know, you, you had off, off air, um, t- discussed with me something that you did for Valentine's day. Are you going to be, uh, doing something special for, for Valentine's day for, you know, the, the couples that are out there. Listen to all your lovers in the house. <laughs> if you can't find now, I was, I don't know, but I heard it was going to be a rose shortage. But the wing shortage is over, baby. Come get some wings. Um, you know, a dozen a dozen buffalo wings is so much better than a dozen red roses. You know, what can you do with those afterwards? You can admire the the dozen wings, look at the beautiful red sauce on top, and then you know, enjoy them together. So we're probably just gonna kind of um cool Valentine's Day special. And the Valentine's Day this year is on Monday, right? Yes, it is on Monday. Yeah, so I might have to um do like, like some kind of special champagne lobster sauce for him. What do you think? <laughs> a champagne lobster sauce? Yeah, for the wings. Oh, man. I mean, uh, I I definitely would, would be down for something special like that. <laughs> you know what? Because you're inspiring me right now. I, think I, might, I, might, I might do it. <laughs> and maybe like a little, you know, well, you know <laughs> make it into like a, a thing with dessert, too, because you, you have all those, uh, the donuts that you do, the butter. Yeah. So we did um, a white chocolate raspberry sauce a few years ago that was nuts. People asked me to do it again, but that would be a good one. Nice little white chocolate raspberry. Um, and we do a champagne white chocolate raspberry um, dipping sauce for the, for the fried donuts. I mean, uh-huh. yeah. Would you, would you you know, bring in some <laughs> strawberries or anything like that? Slice up some strawberries yeah. to add on top of that? Listen, you about to be my new uh, consultant. I, I like them. <laughs> I mean, Gene, Gene's a very good consultant too. Like he's a chef, so you know, and and teaches too. But I would, hey, if you need a consultant, Gene's my main man, man. Gene had talked a few minutes ago. Um, you know, is uh, Gene, I love you, bro. And um, no matter how little you think you, that you highlight me on, um, you know, great African American stuff in the United States, man, and you doing something on me is uh, very, very special to me, Gene. And I, but you already remember that, and I really appreciate it, brother. And it is. It's it's. Well, yeah. Ooh, go for it, Gene. <laughs> one of the, one of the great things about you know this month and celebrating different people and and going back to you know Kato Alexander, who was you know a bartender at you know the turn of the set the turn of the eighteen hundreds, and yeah. uh, you know different people all the way through you know Hercules and you know great chefs and and doing all that is. There's so many opportunities and, you know, yeah, we could focus about all your food TV stuff and we could focus about your restaurants and your great flavors. And we could talk about your, you know, buttermilk, deep fried cornbread with all the caramel <laughs> sauce. We could talk about that all day. But you know what? 
you are so inspired to give young people everything you have learned and every opportunity you have had that we need thousands of people just like you. You know, it's it's really that simple. You know, you you are so highly motivated as a teacher and as a mentor that, you know, they're the things that that, you know, really go and make a difference today. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. So uh, real quick, my, my grandfather, uh, Joyce Jones, uh, passed before I was born. And my mother told me stories about him being a chef and for the Rockefellers in, uh, in New York. And they're from Albany. And, um, but what was so great, I mean, he inspired me to be a chef, even though I never met him. Just through my mom's stories and things. Um, he only had probably a seventh grade education. Um, taught himself how to read. Um, you know, off of cans and different things. And, and he got a job and worked his way up through the kitchen and ended up being an executive chef. At a, at a Jewish restaurant in, uh, in New York and was catering for the Rockefellers also. And just that mix of him having to leave out education um, to provide for his family and then making a chef, it will bring the full circle for me to be a teacher and a chef um, to give both back, which is uh, beautiful. That's why my first son is named Julius after my grandfather. Oh, that's very sweet. Now, awesome. since you are mentioning mentioning the fact that you're teaching, I wanted to to plug the fact that you are coming back. You're, you know, for anybody who's t- tuning in and seeing the YouTube video, um, you know, and and for our listeners on the radio, you can tune in um, on a uh, food farms and chefs. We'll have a link up with the the video with Tim Witcher. Um, you're coming back from your teaching job, which, you know, you, yes. <laughs> you are inspiring other, you know, the younger generations to go out and, and learn how to, how to cook and how to, you know, how, how you're just inspiring everyone, like Gene said. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you teach? Um, so I teach at the wonderful Camden County Technical Schools, um, the, the, the Gloucester campus, and uh, I have wonderful students. I teach seniors for the most part. This year, I have juniors and seniors, and uh, so my when they get they have, it's a four year program. When they get to me, it's, it's a little more you know rig- rigorous, and uh, we go through the basic things quickly, and then we kind of start doing all kind of regional, international. So now this month, um, my restaurant is open for the for the faculty room, and uh, we're doing like some soul fusion. Um, some different Caribbean stuff, some West African food, some, you know, traditional Southern food and kind of, you know, bringing those flavors and mixing them in a different you know, kind of way. And, uh, it's, you know, it's just dynamic. It's so th- it's so fun to see things that um, our students, grandparents made. And let's put a, a new age twist on it and flavors and being great. And them taking it back to their parents or back to their grandparents. And them you know, being skeptical at first, but then like, wow, this is serious. Um, it's just um, incredible. You know, it's, it's an incredible thing. So, um, it, and like I said, my sous chef at my restaurant is one of my former graduates. So he's been with me for the last, you know, three and a half years. He runs my restaurants for me. We work on flavors and flavor profiles together for different things. He gives me a breast of, of you know, the different social media stuff. Like I'm on TikTok now, which has been a month, but, um, you know, we got a few viral videos. It's been good. Um, so, you know, it's just the industry is always changing, not just changing, but always come back around again. So figuring out what the trends are, um, what's going on right now in the industry, and seeing what's coming back and what's going out. So that's the important part. 
Yeah. Now, um, one of the other things that I was just wondering is you said that, you know, a former graduate, a former student of yours who graduated is is in your kitchen, has been for a while. Do you ever do any programs um, yes. with, with the high school where you bring the students in if they're interested um, in your actual ki- kitchen so they get actual, you know, hands-on experience in real time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have um, former you know state champions come back and train my, my students that are going in state competitions for Skills USA or FCCLA. Um, they'll come back and do demonstrations. They'll come back and talk to the students. Um, I'm trying to set up something where we can take my students to a fine dining restaurant where maybe some other students are working at right now, um, which is wonderful. I have students that have executive chef at different places. I had a student that um, that one chopped. Um, you know, so it's just good. I mean, it's almost like you know your own kids. When you see your own kids win something, is better than you winning it. And um, that's how I feel. I mean, I've had, I've had the pleasure of, in 17 years, I've had four state champions um, in 17 years, and then uh, a team of state champions also. And uh, when you hear them call that, that student's name, I mean, I've beaten parents up to the stage to take pictures. You know, I got a tear in my eye jumping out the stand and going up there. It's, um, it's just a, a feeling that is, is indescribable. Um, and to see that these students and, and these young men and young women uh, start from not knowing how to cook anything or very few or not wanting to taste anything and going from there to doing wonderful things in the kitchen and running kitchens. Um, it's really incredible. That's amazing. Um, now not to, to take away from everything that you're doing in the classroom, but you know, I want to go back to, um, your actual, the wing kitchen and it's wing time. (laughs) Exactly. It is 100% wings time. (laughs) And, you know, um, I just want to have everybody know how they can, you know, find you and how they can then, you know, order their wings and what they can expect and, you know, what sauces you might the, recommend. The, the easiest way, if you go to thewingkitchen.com, it gives you all of our their locations, the times. You can order right through the website. That's the very easiest way to do it. Um, you know, our popular sauces, probably our most popular sauce right now is our, um, our sweet heat which is a little spicy, sweet, um, a lot of different fresh flavors in there, which is wonderful. Um, our OG sauce is the garlic parm. Um, that's our, our top selling sauce. It's, it's, it's very, very um, delicious. Smokehouse barbecue, buffalo, um, those are all very popular ones. The undercover low-key one, which is one of my favorite ones that we did in the very beginning, is honey jalapeno. Um, it's not spicy. We take the seeds, we take the ribs out. It's just the pure flavor of the jalapeno itself. Um, and that gets sweated with shallots and garlic and honey and, and stock and, you know, and brown sugar. And then it stirs down. And it's wonderful. It's, it's a beautiful sauce. Wait, would, um, you, would you ever spike that sauce? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm a huge, huge, like, add alcohol. <laughs> yeah, so, um. So we're probably going to do a Hennessy wing um, this weekend also, not for the Super Bowl, though, but for um, Thursday, Friday, um, Saturday. But um, the Hennessy wings are, are, are incredible. Um, same thing, sweet. But you get that kind of little, I don't want to say great, but you know how you get that little bit of sweet at the end from the Hennessy itself. Alcohol burns off. That's a beautiful one. Um, so like I said, you know, uh, 
but the honey jalapeno with a little honey in it would be definitely beautiful. <laughs> All right. So I look forward to that because I keep wanting to come to to visit you. So th- that'll that'll I'm definitely pull me in. Yo, you better be ready. I might come <laughs> snatch you up. You ain't gonna, you're gonna walk out to your car. I'm gonna snatch you up. And next thing you know, you're gonna have you know buttermilk fried donuts and cornbread in front of you. And you better be ready. <laughs> I will not be opposed to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim, thank you so much for joining us again. And um, for everybody who's listening, tuning in, you can find him on the Wing Kitchen. And Tim, do you have a personal site that you, you know, want to plug? Yes. If you go to um, the Chef Witch on TikTok, Timothy Witcher on Instagram, and uh, also I believe Timothy Witcher on Facebook, come see me, check me out, follow us, see what we're doing, all kind of good, all kind of good stuff. Um, you know, food farms, the chef's baby and wings. Let's do it. It's our Super Bowl. Enjoy it. All right, Tim, thank you so much for joining us. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. Tune in to Dining on a Dime to hear from Gene Blum, our chef, educator, consultant, and historian. You can find him across social media at ibfoodie2 or Gene Blum at ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com. And you can also tune in to listen to Amaris Pollock and find her across social media at A-R-P-O-L-L-O-C-K-U-S at gmail.com. And we're back. Chef Jean Amaris Pollock, introduce us to your fabulous guests. Hi, we'd like to introduce our listeners to two amazing guests that are on or are coming on, Glenn Ockenhaus and also Bill McHugh, who are the owners of Bucks County Brewing. Glenn, Bill, welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. How are the two of you doing? Very well, thank you. Doing great. Thanks for having us on. Oh, our pleasure, our pleasure. So, Bucks County Brewery, you know, Pipersville, Pennsylvania, not very far from me, which has been around since 2013, but you became the proprietors of Bucks County Brewery two weeks before the COVID shutdown. You know, what got you into brewing business and what was that like to acquire this and then be forced to shut down for all intents and purposes? It was very stressful. It was scary. Um, we both thought that we just throw a whole bunch of money away. We didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, it yeah it, I mean, just... it, it, it had to be an extremely troubling time and nobody knew what was going on and, you know, everybody was you know, different regulations and obviously our industry, food and beverage, really took a big hit because everybody associated the break with going to a bar, having a drink, doing whatever. And here you guys are, you know, just doing that and, and whammo. What what prompted you to get into the brewing business to begin with? What you know, what's your background that both of you brought to this? We have a mutual friend that I've met doing crazy trail races. I met a guy in uh, Vermont, and I, we happened to be from five miles from each other. So he, we became friends, and then he, he was a friend of Glenn, and then Glenn and I became friends through him. He, uh, he, shares, he shares the same roof as us, uh, two different businesses under the same roof, and um, the owners who we purchased it from were looking to move on and on a bigger and better thing. So... You know, they kind of put us all together, and I've been a beer drinker. My a beer, I would say, a beer connoisseur most of my adult life. So I've always been the kind of guy who's thrilled to go out and 
go to a different brewery and, and see what they have on tap. So, you know, it appealed to me, and I, I, I've come up to Bucks County Brewery for years and checked the place out, had the beers. I like the vibe, so it seemed like a great opportunity. So we said, why not? So when did you actually first start um, learning how to brew beers? Because I know that it's a process, to, you know, in a finite um, process at that to learn how to make everything come through, all the different flavors, um, you know, the length of time that it ferments. You know, what was the process that for you guys while you were, you know, becoming Bucks County Brewery? So, you know, everybody in the business pretty much starts out as a homebrew person. So you do, you do homebrew batches and you get basically the gist of, of what it is. Um, for us, the, the unique thing with having bought into it right around the time that everything got shut down was, you know, we had to find different ways to adapt and, and make sure that we didn't lose our shirts on business that we just bought while everything was shut down. So we um, reached out to a couple other breweries and we talked to them um, and we, we hooked on with some, some guys that really know what they were doing uh, brew-wise and they kind of showed us what to do and, and brewed some of our beers and, you know, that's kind of where it started. Now, I know one of you is probably more of an IPA, and the, obviously I spoke with one of you who is, like me, loves stouts. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I'm looking at your menu, and there's a, you know, there is a variety that are, that's, that's available for, you know, on tap. And, I, and I'm sure that you guys change your, your taps out on a regular basis. But, you know, I do see, you know, a nice variety where you have at least, you know, one IPA, you have a sour, um, you have a, a beer that I've actually never come across um, that I'm not even going to try to pronounce the official name for it, but it's like Chorin. Um, oh, Chorin. It's the Colch, yes. <laughs> yes. I, I don't, I'm not familiar with that particular um, type of, of beer. So um, what, what is that style? It's a, it's a German style. It's, uh, it's light, easy drinking, but it's, it's full-bodied. Um, it's, it's the kind of beer that when people come up and they're like, I just want a beer. A beer that tastes <laughs> like beer. Um, you know, you can offer them a lager. That's what a lot of those people drink. Or a, a, a Kolsch is, is just, it's light, it's crisp. You know, it, I won't say it's a light beer, whereas they, they you know, like a Coors Light it is I would say it's a little more watered down. Um, it, it's got the beer body to it, but it's, it, it's an easy drinking beer. You can sit there and I, nobody wants to have somebody drink all day long, but you, that's a beer that you could just drink, you know, just drink and drink. And, and you know, you, it's not going to give you the full belly that some of the big beers like a stout or like an over the top IPA is going to. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's also the ABV on that is is four point five. I can see, and so that's a very you know approachable um, level of alcohol. So you're not you're you know you could have one or two and still be like perfectly fine. Right. Um, I also saw that you have Wood Ape, which is you know draws my attention as we discussed uh, beforehand, which is an oatmeal stout. Um, I am a huge lover of any kind of stouts, and I love anything with oatmeal because it kind of adds like that nice creamy flavor to it. Um, what other what other you know stouts do you offer, and you know what other um, 
sweeter what are some of the sweeter things or more or easily um attainable or something if somebody walks in and they're not a beer drinker what would you want to put in front of them so our our oatmeal stout is and i think a lot of people confuse stouts i mean sounds to me like you know your you know your stouts and and you've had a couple of them in your day um a lot of people look at stouts and they're like oh that's a heavy it's motor oil-ish, you know, but it's not really true. You, you can have your stout with lactose that are a little on the sweeter side. Uh, an oatmeal stout is more lighter. It's more robust in the flavors. Uh, we, what we do with our stout is we'll, we'll make a batch of our stout, and then we'll split off some of it, and we'll just secondary flavor it. So we have a, uh, what we call our Cinnamonster, which is our base stout. It's our, it's our wood-aged stout that we just put some cinnamon and some vanilla into it, We've also done a version of it with with uh, hazelnut and coffee, and it's just a way to give some subtle some subtle flavoring. We don't want to kill you. We're not looking for pastry stout. Um, I'm a stout guy myself, so you, if you come here in the middle of July and it's you know 120 degrees outside, we're gonna have a dark beer on because that's the style that I that I like and I gravitate towards. Um, so you know that's that's what your stout is. If, if you're looking for something light and approachable, um, we have a, a Belgian Saison on right now. We also have a uh, pale ale that's, con- that's got some subtle mesquite smoke to it. It's called a Badwater Pale Ale. Um, you know, those are some of our, our lighter offerings. Coming into our, our summer months, we'll, we'll go with, like, a, we have a, a one that flies out of here, which is our, our Summer Solace. Uh, I would relate it to a Sam Adams Summer Ale kind of beer. Um, real light, easy drinking. We have another one that's the Wit called our money cat it's a wit with ginger and yuzu huh. um, and for the listeners out there yuzu is an asian lemon lemongrass yeah uh so that's a little bit of a different kind of flavor to it but again that's, that's a, it's crisp it's light easy to drink so you know those are some of the, the lighter beers that we offer and, you know, and in, in speaking of things that you offer um i do i did notice that you have a very um, easily followable take. You can order your beers as a takeout menu too, um, and I, I see that you have. You know, obviously you have four packs and and whatnot. I, you know, for our listeners out there, if you go on their site, you can order. You know, what you want ahead of time, I believe, because um, I I see that you can order flights as well. Yes. So, yeah, so we went through with, with COVID, we, uh, you know, we had to kind of pivot and adapt. Um, so we were doing crawlers and grout. We have a, a 32-ounce crawler machine, so we can do the, the canned crawlers. We do growlers. We have four-packs of cans available for takeout. And, you know, our, our system that we use for takeout ordering, you just order, and when we come in, we get the order ready, swing by, pick it up. You know, ease of getting stuff. In and out the door. If you don't really want to come and hang out, you want to take your beer and sit at home and and, and buy. It's totally cool. We have set up to do that. And I, you know, I also see that like you you do offer like different things with food trucks and events. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about some of the things that are happening actually at the brewery? So we're we're coming into our our spring and summer season, and that's you know one of the big appealing things about buying this place is the vibe up here when the weather's nice, not really this time of year, but when the weather's nice is you open the doors and people show up. It's like an outdoor picnic. We get live music. We'll stick a band out on our stage. 
bring a food truck in here. People can just come, hang out outside, you know, bring your own lounge chairs, your picnic tables We're, outside. We are animal friendly, so bring your dogs, your cats, whatever you want. And Exactly. Yeah. And you just you can grab a beer, sit outside, bring your kids, they can run around, play games outside and just, just hang out. It's 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 like a big outdoor picnic vibe and that's that's kind of our, our go to setup here when the weather's nice out. Right. <laughs> of course. Um, now, before we actually hopped on um, to the radio, I had asked you about the fact that you're highlighting another brewery on tap and that you work with other breweries that highlight yourself on tap. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about how how you go about doing that and the reason behind it? Okay, so uh, like I said, we, we kind of pivoted a little bit with, with COVID. Um, and there's some things that we don't have on site. We don't have a canning line here on site. So we've, we've partnered with some other breweries. We've done some collaborations where, you know, the th- two or three breweries get together and we'll make one beer together, can it, put all our, beer, our breweries on the label, and, like, we'll sell it all in different places. Another thing that we've done is um, we've partnered up with some other breweries to have them brew some of our beers uh, larger quantities. Or, like I said, if we're going to get it canned, you know, it's probably easier just to, you know, talk to them and have them brew our recipe, put it – in cans at their facility so that we don't have to move it back and forth to can it. So um, uh, we were talking earlier, uh, we have a, a blueprint brewing beer, uh, Pinot Bolts, it's a stout, it's peanut butter chocolate stout, it's absolutely delicious. Um, and we'll do stuff like guest taps. So we did, with those guys, we did uh, tap swaps. We gave them some of our juicy Chowie Wowie, our IPA to put on tap. They gave us some kegs of their stuff and, and it's a way to highlight another place they're helping us out. They're doing stuff, some stuff for us and with us. And it's a different beer that we can have on tap. You know, we're not right around the corner from each other. So to get some exposure of our beers out in their neck of the woods and theirs down in ours, you know, it's, I don't have any issue with it, spotlighting other places. Like, I, I like to go to other places and try their beers. So, you know, it's a way to highlight somebody else in the industry, what they're doing, put it on the tap, and, and, and offer the consumers something different that we don't have it's a win-win for everybody when we do it like that exactly um now do you ever do you ever actually like with the takeout beers i see that you do the the flight obviously but um do you ever do your four packs where they can pick and choose yes we've done that because i was looking at you know all of your like listed on tap beers and I was like, oh, I want to try that. I want to try that. And a lot of breweries don't allow you to do that. You have to buy the four packs. And I mean, I love beer, but, you know, it, I know that there's a, um, a end date on how how it's how long it's good for. So I could either invite a lot of friends over after buying a lot of beer <laughs> or, you know, or hope and pray that, you know, you can you can pick and choose and do like a, a mixed pack for your four pack, which um, I'm glad to hear that you do that. <laughs> sure. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a way for you, like you said, it's a way for you to try more beers and not have, I mean, sure. You can buy four growlers, but now you got 64 ounces of each beer and that's a lot of beer to drink. So, <laughs> it's a lot of beer to drink. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a way for us to, to, to allow you to take more varieties home with you, see what you like, try different stuff, you know, and not have to break the bank for it and not yeah. have to, drink yourself silly doing it 
Exactly. Although, I mean, with the the Super Bowl weekend coming up and, you know, Valentine's Day, maybe you want instead of, you know, the Prosecco or champagne for Valentine's weekend, you can you can buy a bunch of beer. Um, And, you know, since it falls on the same weekend, you can cover, you know, the Super Bowl and Valentine's Day at the same time. There you go. Great plan. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Now, with that said, do you guys have any plans to uh, celebrate the the big game? We're hoping to just put the word out there for takeout that people will come in and buy multiple four-packs, crawlers, growlers, all that good stuff, and come in before the game. And the whole weekend, hopefully, we'll see some business. That would be good. Um, and speaking of businesses, since you are located in Bucks County, um, you are part of the Beer Trail, is that correct? The Ale Trail, yes, that's correct. So how long have you been one of the participants of that? Yeah, from, from the beginning. That's awesome. And now, do, if somebody comes in for the Ale Trail, do they get anything special um, for, you know, with like stamping the book or, you know, participating in it? Yes, they get a they visit, they get the, the stamp, they get a sticker, they get uh, pictures with us, they get a... Uh, you, get, you get a dollar off your beer when you come in. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of people use the app. The, the, I think the first round they did sticker, postcard thing. Now everybody pretty much uses the app. We just come in, you say you're with the Ale Trail, we give you a dollar off your beer. And then we'll give you the, the passcode number to put in your little app and you go on your way when you're done. That's a lot of fun. That's it. And yeah, quick and easy, great, too. It's, yeah, it's a great way to get exposure out there. And it's a great way for, you know, everybody wants to get the five breweries, get the free T-shirt, right? That's, that's what they're doing. But it gets you at a different location, try their beers. Make, I mean, just type in breweries of Bucks County. We're one of the first ones to come up. We're not we're not on a main drag. We're an industrial complex. You got to go out of your way to get here. It's a way to get exposure, and you know the people that come in to do the ale trail. That's people that come in and they're doing the ale trail in one day. And five breweries is a lot of breweries to hit in one day, but in the area that we live in, you can do it in, within 20 minutes. You can hit five breweries right right away. So those people pretty much come in, get a flight, or maybe they'll get a pint. They're in, they're out. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's great because you get to talk to these people, find out where they've gone. I mean, I can talk about beers to the cows come home. So it's great I can sit here and talk to talk people about beer. Well, you certainly are in a great area of Bucks County, Pipersville, you know, Doylestown, you know, great microbreweries, great restaurants, things like that. You're also a big supporter of other businesses. So kind of April through the fall, you guys on the weekends bring in small businesses, food trucks, and, and do like, you know, three days of food trucks and music. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what kind of trucks you're bringing in. What are you guys doing with that? Uh, you know, what what can I expect if I pop up on a Friday night? Well, once the weather gets nice, what, what, sets us up, what sets us apart from everyone else is we have a beautiful front yard with a stage. We have one week we'll have um, a lobster truck out there. One Saturday, we'll have barbecue. It could be tacos. It could be Mexican. It could be Italian pizza. And the music is it varies every every day. It varies. It's just that's what sets us apart. Is just the atmosphere up here. It's just such a beautiful place to bring your kids, and we're pet vet friendly. It's just it's nice up here. There's plenty of room for for games and everything. 
you know, growing up in Bucks County, you know, we didn't have microbreweries, we didn't have anything like that. And as we talked earlier, you know, our beer experiences in childhood are a little bit different. So for me, this is such a wonderful opportunity to, you know, grab my wife. I can come up, who's not much of a beer person, but, you know, you have hard cider as well that you feature, you know, somebody else's product. You have some wines. So what a great opportunity for people, you know, in the Doylestown area, and, you know, for me down here in Ivy Land and, and Perkasie to just head up, you know, a little bit towards Pipersville, towards, you know, out that way and, and really enjoy a great weekend of that. I see you guys have picnic tables out front, but you encourage people to bring their trucks as well. So I'm assuming you get a, a real nice crowd. Yeah, I mean, definitely. We, we've had people that bring up their tents. They set up tents and, and I don't know, camp out for the day and, and get food, listen to music. And, and you know, you were hitting on it a little bit earlier. One of the really unique things about our venue is, as I mentioned earlier, we're two businesses under the same roof. There's a craft distillery right on the other side of the wall. So you can come to our place and, Sure, we offer ciders, we offer the, the wine, we have our, our craft beer, but right right next to us, you can also get craft spirits, too. So that's, you know, how many other places can you go, sit outside, get, you know, food truck food, live music, craft brewery, or a cocktail, if the, if the wife likes a cocktail. I mean, we're all right here. We're, we're full service. Anything you want, we got it right here. And what is the micro distillery that's right with you? It's called Hewn Spirits, H-E-W-N. Fabulous. I, I have been to their Peddler's Village spot many times for tasting. I thought that's who it was, so my goodness, I need to get out there real soon. Um, yes. You know, love, love both. Uh, just make sure my wife is driving. Or Uber. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So any uh, thoughts in the future about, you know, ramping up production a little bit more, you know, doing uh, a little bit different, uh, you know, approach, maybe expanding a little bit or just really comfortable producing great quality products like you're doing and, and filling that niche right up there where we need it. We, we, we are in the talk. We are having talks about a possible another location. We don't know exactly when or where, but, we're always talking about that. We've got to find the perfect spot. Well, location, 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 as they say, right? So yeah. location is everything. So yeah, I mean, for people wanting to find out more about the two of you, about, you know, Bucks County Brewing, uh, you know, the beers you have on tap and, you know, food trucks and everything else that you'll be doing when the weather turns nice, how can people find you on social media? How can people find you, you know, to order beer, so on and so forth? So, uh, obviously, you referred to our website earlier, buckscountybrewery.com. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Our Instagram is Bucks County Brewery. You can find us on Facebook. Um, you know, we're, we're out there uh, right on our website. There's a link right to our online ordering site. You can You can order right there and all you got to do is swing up and pick the order up. You get an email right when the order's ready. As soon as we get the beer right on the counter for you, we'll shoot you an email and let you know that it's ready and you can come pick it up whenever. Um, we're also in a couple different uh, – we're in a, a winery in Quakertown. We are we're, – we're getting our product out there throughout the, uh, throughout the county. 
And if people want to find out where those locations are, is that also part of your website? Uh, it is not currently. Uh, that is actively growing. So that's something that we, uh, we're working on getting on the website. Um, you know, it's, it's an ongoing list. It's something that we've, we've kind of tried to bolster in the last year, get our stuff a little more out in production and, and out in the world. So we're working on it. It's, you know, obviously, now that we get coming out of COVID a little bit, we can we can expand on what we're doing. Uh, like Phil mentioned, you know, different locations. We can have up to three total locations under our license. So finding some place that's got more foot traffic than we get up here, a little bit of a different vibe. You know, that's that's some some of our future plans is to just get more of our beer out there, ramp up some production, get more diversity on our on our products that are available worldwide—not worldwide, but the state of Pennsylvania, obviously. Um, now, I know that there have been some uh, breweries that are local that work with things like GoPuff, you know, so maybe not worldwide, but, you know, maybe in the U.S. you would be able to ship out <laughs> to more locations. So that would be, you know, a, a, something to look forward to, too. Definitely. I mean, we've been here about two years and, you know, we're still in the planning phases, I, I would say. So, yeah. First, we'll conquer Pennsylvania, and then we'll work outside of Pennsylvania because, you know, if, if our beer is good enough, people will buy it anywhere. So we just got to get it built. Uh, absolutely. And Pennsylvania has such a rich tradition on making great beers. Obviously, you know, we have, uh, you know, oldest here in you know, Yingling, and, and what people don't know is actually that was originally produced in Virginia, but, you know, a, a little bit of obscure beer trivia. But the real big question for the two of you, Sunday, game time, what are you both going to have in your hand? What, what, what are you drinking? I'm going to have a bad water in my hand. I'm, I'm definitely going with the wood ape. It's going to be uh, – I'll probably start with a stout, but um, I'm going to probably end with our flagship, which is our Juicy Chowy Wowie, our Hazy IPA. It's our most popular product, and it's probably the beer I'll finish up the game with. But I'm going to start with my dark beer. That sounds like an absolute wonderful idea with some great food for the game and you know, just have a, a wonderful evening. All, all right, Glenn and Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Um, for anybody who's listening, you can find us on phillyrestaurantreviews.com or you can find me at arpolicus. And if you would like to be on the show, you can email me at arpolicus at gmail.com. Jean? You can find me on uh, social media at ibfoodie2 or at gblop. You can also email me directly at ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com. That's I-B-F-O-O-D-I-E, the number two at yahoo.com. Have a wonderful Tuesday, everyone. Happy Super Bowl. We look forward to talking with everyone next week. And enjoy. Enjoy.